for whom the bell tolls. Um, I'll read this just real quick. It's the John Donne quote at the beginning. It says, and everyone knows this one, um, no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If Claude be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a prominent promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were, any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. What's up everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm sitting in my living room. The doors are open. The birds are chirping. It's a wonderful, what's going to be steamy fall day today. But we won't get into that. This week on the episode, I'm talking with Lauren Burling, co-owner of the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange and so much more. I was just at Eric and Lauren's fourth annual Finger Lakes yoga retreat in the Finger Lakes area of New York and uh, it was such a beautiful weekend so much nature so much community so much fun I really enjoyed it I talk about it a little on the coffee talk this week as well it really really made my heart open up even more to wanting to be in nature and even though I have all these beautiful birds that chirp in my backyard, I want grass and fields and trees all around me. So I'm allowing that to come into my life. But before we jump into this episode with Lauren, I want to tell you about a couple things that are going on with me in case you want to practice some Kundalini Yoga with me or whatever. Every Wednesday, from 6 to 7 p.m., I do a one-hour kundalini yoga and meditation class at Yoga Brain in East Falls. Super fun class. I would love to see you. Come on out. No need to wear white. No need to wrap your head. Just come as you are with an open heart and have a good time. On Friday, November 8th, I am at Harmony Yoga in Blakesley, Pennsylvania. That's the Poconos, my friends. More trees, more nature. Teaching creatively manifesting your life. It's a really fun workshop where we move our body, we chant some mantra, we sing some songs, we set intentions, and we begin moving forward in the direction of our passion, our purpose, our bliss. And if you're like, Joe, I have no idea what my passion is, what my purpose is, and what my bliss is, then this is the perfect workshop for you. That is Friday, November 8th. Head to the Harmony Yoga website, sign up, register, so we know that you're coming. We would love to see you there. Again, Harmony Yoga. Come join us Friday, November 8th. It's fall, and every fall I offer two days of mini photo sessions in the Wissahickon Park by my house. And these mini sessions, they're 30 minutes. That's $150. You get five high-res digital downloads loads and these sessions are open for anyone families kids lifestyle portraits yoga fitness whatever you need pictures for that may work well in a fall setting come on out 
There are only four sessions available each day, and the dates are Friday, October 27th, and Friday, not Friday at all, Sunday, October 27th, and Sunday, November 11th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Again, the price is $150, 30-minute photo shoot, five high-res digital downloads. You can purchase more digital downloads if you want. I'm sure we will create more than five beautiful images. The options are available. You can also purchase prints directly from my website. And to register, I highly suggest you register if you want to be part of this because there are only four sessions each day. Head to my website, joelongophotography.com fall. That will take you right to the page. Click the button for the date that you want to register for. Sign up and you're in. It's a lot of fun. The park is already starting to look beautiful. I'm sure the colors are really going to be popping. Again, the dates are Sunday, October 27th, and Sunday, November 11th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Along with all that, I am also offering both of these options, both of these services, offerings, we'll say, are online. Online private Kundalini classes, and online manifestation transformational coaching. If you've been wanting to try Kundalini Yoga, but you really don't want to come out to class, or you're like, ah, I'm not really sure, I'm now offering 60-minute private online virtual Kundalini classes. It'll be a Kundalini Kriya, breathwork, and a meditation to end the practice. If you would like to partake in that if you want to join me if you want to explore kundalini and you don't want to leave the comfort of your house or maybe you can't get to philadelphia or to one of the workshops i'm teaching head to my website joelongophotography.com or inspirecreatemanifest.com send me a message and say hey i want to try some of that online kundalini goodness and we will set up a time to make that happen I'm now also offering online virtual manifestation coaching sessions and transformational coaching sessions and life coaching sessions. I really think it's all one big giant ball of goodness, manifestation, transformation, life coaching. It all really goes together. So if you've been thinking about wanting to dive deeper into your passion, into your purpose, into really getting more clear on what you want to do, then reach out inspirecreatemanifest.com send me a message say hey let's do a free hour consultation to see if we would be a good fit to work together i'm really really enjoying this new journey and this new offering i'm having a lot of fun with the people that i'm working with so if you want to be part of that if you want to dive deeper and really start connecting with what you've been put on this planet to do please send me a message Head over to inspirecreatemanifest.com, hit that contact button, shoot me a message, say, I want to take you up on that free hour consultation so we can chat. Along with that, try to wrap this up. Don't want to go too quick. I want to tell you about two people that I would highly suggest you follow in the worlds of Instagram. One of them was on my podcast, and we are in the process of planning a spring manifestation meditation weekend and his name is Jason Blau. I would love for you to go give Jason Blau a follow. Jasonblau.meditation. That's over in the Instagram world. 
Jay teaches great meditation. Jay has a lot of great stuff to share. So he's also working on a new online meditation course. So I would highly suggest, and I would love it if everyone listening went over to Instagram and search Jason Blau Meditation. That's Jason, B-L-A-U dot meditation. And you'll find Jay. Tell him I sent you. Say hi, follow along, show him some love. Someone else I would love everyone to go follow, my good friend Michael Barata. Follow him as well, just at Michael Barata. He shared with me this wonderful woman, Meta Method. That's her Instagram handle. And over the past couple months, I've been having this feeling of things being tricky in the world with boys and girls. And I know that this can become a sticky kind of unpleasant thing to talk about, but I think some of us need to talk about it. And Meta Method is doing some wonderful things with men. You don't hear that often. And the other day she made this post. I'm going to read you this post. And it says, It will be very challenging for men to feel safe to heal, alter ways of being, and express themselves if us women are constantly judging, resenting, and projecting onto them. Man, I saw that and it made me smile because... A lot of posts that I see out in the Instagram world are coming from amazing, strong, independent women. And I love you all. But a lot of it is bashing men. And I I think that there are a lot of good men in the world. Yeah, sure, the white man has really fucked us all over. I get it. There are a lot of shitty men out there, but there are also a lot of really loving, kind, caring men out in the world as well. And we all love and support you, women. We want you to get your fair share. We want you to be heard. We are here to support you, but you got to stop beating us down as well. So. Follow Meta Method. She's doing a lot of good stuff with the men in this spiritual community, in the world in general. So just something to think about. Yes, we all know the white man has fucked us all over for years. We all know catcalling sucks. We all know men have done a lot of shitty things. But there are a lot of really kind, loving decent men in the world. So just remember that. Go follow Meta Method. That's M-E-T-A-M-E-T-H-O-D on the Instagrams. I'm sure if you just Google Meta Method, you will find her as well. Like I said, she's putting out a lot of good information, a lot of good things to think about. Just things to ponder on. We all need to be aware of the words that are coming out of our mouth. And with that, I'm going to shut up and we are going to dive into this episode with Lauren Burling. And this is a special car cast. We have this whole conversation in a car heading out for our group dinner at the yoga retreat this past weekend. So enjoy. If you have any questions, 
comments, let me know. One last thing, please, if you are listening, I would love it if you can leave a review, subscribe on any of the podcast apps that you listen to. And if you're in the Apple world, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review on this podcast. Leave a star rating. It will really help get this information out into the world. Thank you so much. Now be quiet and enjoy the episode. never done a car cast before car cast all right here we go now now we're live what's up everybody i'm joe longo this is the inspired creativity podcast and this is a special car cast episode in the finger lakes finger lakes new york romulus new york to be exact romulus so (laughs) thank you for taking the time to to chat with me and to be my chauffeur in this sweet ride we're in. I'm your Uber driver. Yes, my Uber, my Uber and driver. We have some seltzers to. Right, we've got seltzers cool. and we're just cruising along. We're on our way to dinner mm-hmm. at the lovely um, Stone Cat. Stone Cat, yes, and we are on the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange Finger yeah. Lakes I'll drive the Yoga lake Retreat. As long as I can. Yeah. And interesting where we're eating tonight is. Um, where we got, it was our engagement restaurant. I don't know if I told you that. Your engagement, who, 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 who'd Dead. you marry? We married Eric. Eric. Dead. Um, so <laughs> Lauren is co-owner of the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange in Philadelphia, and she lives here. Tell uh, so me again, where are we? What is this called? We are in Romulus, New York, which is located um, between Seneca and Cayuga Lakes. And Seneca is the deepest of the Finger Lakes. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's actually right to my right mm-hmm. as we're driving down the road. A little road. choppy today, but it's beautiful. Yeah. We're having some Indian summer weather. So, Indian summer. I always thought Indian summer was at the end of winter. Maybe not, you're right. I, or maybe it's know. more October. I'm not sure. It, I mean, we got up in the 80s today, and it's September 27th. Yeah, so quite it's beautiful. pretty pretty warm. New moon as well. Did you know mm-hmm. that? So, Lauren, <laughs> tell everyone listening, who are yeah. you? Tell us about you. What's your story? Why That's, are you here? Just a really, really quick. Who's, like really who's quick? Lauren? Okay. Um, well, I, I feel like... Gosh, it feels like such a loaded question, but it's <laughs> not really... I'm um, a licensed clinical social worker. I um, grew up in Pittsburgh, PA, but I really feel like I'm from Philadelphia because I spent the last eight years of my life there and um, moved there for graduate school. And um, when I was finishing graduate school, I met Eric, that was in 2012. And we were both uh, Mysore students at Ashtanga Yoga School of Philadelphia with David Grieg. At the time, Megan Kirk and Sarah Durney Hatcher as well. Um, and we pretty much very quickly uh, started dating and moved in with each other and all sorts of magic. And um, we got married two years later. And I sort of had never expected to stay in Philadelphia, but because Eric is um, a son of six, 
boys. He's the youngest of six boys, and most of his family is in Philadelphia. We sort of planted our roots there, no pun intended, <laughs> um, for a while. And but interestingly, he was he had spent some time in Binghamton, New York, after uh, college, working as a newscast uh, morning anchor. And so he always knew about the Finger Lakes area. So he would bring me up here camping and um, we just both fell in love with it even more so together. And we got engaged up here. We actually honeymooned here. Um, so our lives, even even though it may seem like a, um, a new thing for a lot of people, me being up here has actually been kind of in the works since we met in 2012. Um, so. That's the short of it. I'm a clinical social work social worker by day. I am a mental health counselor, and um, I see people from ages eight to their 90s, um, sometimes younger than eight. And I also teach yoga. I'm taking a little break from teaching yoga. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's wow. everything. And I'm a wife, and I'm a daughter and sister. Two you're, sisters. You're all the things. I'm all the things. I'm a dog mom. I'm a cat mom. And and you currently live in a trailer. I'm living in a trailer. It's actually a fifth wheel uh, travel camper, which we um, we bought sight on scene, which is very like me and Eric. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of the. Um, he's really great because he um, will always. Um, He'll never say no right away when I have like a crazy idea. Um, and I always have this way of kind of making it seem like it was his idea actually, but the camper was totally my idea. And then one day I was coming home from work just in the afternoon to walk the dogs and um, he was on the phone buying it. <laughs> he was buying me my camper. And so even though it was really like my idea, he sort of like pulled the trigger on it and took the, took the deep dive and we sort of knew that it was going to be a transition because we didn't know when our home in Philly would sell and um, you know we were just looking to I don't know like live really simply for a little bit. Nice. Um, how how does it feel taking a little break from from teaching the yoga? It's a great question, actually, because um, I started teaching yoga when I was 18 years old, and that was in 2008. Wow. How did that happen? It's 18. <laughs> I was um, a high school junior when I broke my talus bone in my foot and tore my Achilles tendon and um, was big into theater and dance and was planning to audition for musical theater colleges and sort of got totally sidelined from uh, theater for a couple of months and just decided to not even audition or participate in any actually of my shows my senior year. I just kind of took a totally different turn and started um, practicing yoga at a yoga studio in Pittsburgh, which was a Baptist affiliate yoga studio. And that's how I met some of my closest friends who I'm actually still friends with. Um, but when I started the teacher training, I was still in high school and I actually remember starting the training and, and like the first weekend everyone was introducing themselves and 
talking about their families and their their spouses and their kids and they were like and, and what about you Lauren are you married do you have kids and, and I had to like break the news to them that I was like still in high school and and they were actually they were great and uh, I started teaching pretty much right after my training ended um, I was one of those yoga students who started practicing yoga and just like immediately jumped into a teacher training so that was kind of my path which um, and since 2008 I have only ever taken a break teaching for like a week at a time when I'm going on like vacations um, so this has really been um, it's been important to take a break because I haven't had um, enough time to give to my own practice for the first time in a long time I've been really depleted and just sort of I was making a really big transition from a Mysore practice to an Iyengar practice because of some injuries and I felt a little bit like confused there for a while and I didn't know that teaching yoga was um, that I was serving people when I really wasn't like filling my own cup and I felt maybe a little bit resentful when I was teaching and that's how I knew it was time to take a moment <laughs> nice and then this whole shift this whole kind shift. of really opened it up for you Yes. You mean the shift to New York? Yeah, the shift to, to New York. Break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eric and I on the ride up to New York mm-hmm. were talking a little bit about um, his experience mm-hmm. and having like this extra time. Oh, like since I'm not around? Well, yeah. Well, cinches <laughs> are both not around. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found that with that mm-hmm. extra time? Because he had mentioned that he still has that trouble saying, I'm going to sit on my meditation cushion right now or do whatever mm-hmm. how how has it been with you have you found that it has actually allowed you or it's like nah, I gotta walk the dogs so the hardest thing has been that we're not sharing household responsibilities so I've uh, we've both simultaneously absorbed each other's because we're sort of in two households now I feel like some of the extra time where might have been absorbed by the other person mm-hmm. um, helping with things and cooking meals like we're each doing that independently now so in that way we have we're spending more time on those things because in the past like I would have dinner ready when he would come home and then he would do the dishes and so that's been something that I don't think we planned for mm-hmm. but in terms of extra time for like practice um, I think that I just have um, like, oh, so for example, when I first, the first weekend that Eric and I were living apart, I was in Rochester doing work training and staying in an Airbnb and I had to go shopping, I had to go grocery shopping and I ended up at Wegmans and I was just so overwhelmed actually because I didn't know what to buy for just myself. I was so conflicted because, and I started putting things in my cart that I knew Eric would want and I was like, why am I buying this? <laughs> because we, so, we become so intertwined. So it, that was actually a, a funny transition was to really ask like, well, what do I want <laughs> in my cart? Because right. I'll just eat whatever, I'll eat whatever he wants. But I was like, well, what do, what do I want to eat? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Which is healthy, I think, after we just, right, uh, we moved, I started my new job May 13th. We moved here the first week of May, set up the camper, and then we celebrated four years of marriage on May 24th. And we really have hardly spent a day apart. Actually, that's not true. He went to India for a month, 
but aside from that, that was before we got married. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, we have really not spent any time apart since we met. And since our first date, November 29th, 2012, at Megan Kirk's house. Wow. I remember that date. So, <laughs> how, how has that experience been, actually being mm-hmm. apart? Mm-hmm. And how sweet is it when you are together now? I think that we are much more, I think that being apart is hard because neither one of us really likes to be on our phones a lot. And even though we use our phones a lot, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm on Instagram a ton because I'm running our business page. And um, it's also, for me, I like Instagram. It's a way to stay connected. But in terms of like texting and being on the phone with people, it's not something that either of us really loves. And so now we both have actually named this that we feel like it's the one thing we really need to do to stay connected with each other. And like it can be exhausting. And so sometimes we'll just, we, we do put limits on like how much we use technology to stay in touch. And sometimes, you know, we miss a day or we talk less one day because we just know it's just, we don't want to be, um, have the, the energy of like the electronic world um, keeping us connected. So we just went our longest stretch since I moved out here because Eric had um, a ton of commitments, including jury duty in Philadelphia, and just things kept us apart. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in some ways we haven't, it doesn't really feel any different though. So, you know, he gets here and we just pick up where we leave off and I say, can you walk the dogs? And, <laughs> <laughs> and because that's Go the do big, the dishes, yes, please. Yes, the things he's really good at. And now even like emptying our tanks at the RV, I get really excited when he's here because that's one thing I don't have to do. Mm-hmm. We have to empty all of our water that we use. Right. So yeah, I think that's. I think we just kind of pick up. It's, it's. It hasn't been that noticeable, to be honest. And I don't know if that's a testament to just having a really deeply rooted friendship at the basis of our marriage but it's mm-hmm. been that's good. awesome yeah. so it seems like the the marriage part mm-hmm. of this transition has been pretty I don't want to say easy but a little easier how about how about everything else how's, well, how's that been because it really has mm-hmm. you know I think at, at some point over the weekend mm-hmm. the leap of faith kind mm-hmm. of you know, term right. came up and right. just really stepping into mm-hmm. what you want. Right. Well, it's interesting because there there were definitely questions about our marriage from friends and family about mm-hmm. like if we were okay, and I didn't expect that. Like when I told people about our move, I really expected people to be like, "Oh, are you so excited? Like that's amazing!" And but like the initial reaction most people gave us were like, "Oh, are you guys okay?" <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, because it is right. not. It's not the norm. Y- yes, it's not usual. But um, so I really had to like just know in my heart that we had made like the right decision, mm-hmm. um, or that even if we hadn't made the right decision, that like that was also okay, and that we wouldn't necessarily know, and like what would it look like to know that you made the right decision? Right. <laughs> Do we ever really find out? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I mean, the, the yoga retreat this weekend has been amazing because I feel like everyone came to visit me and, you know, they, you know, they 
people get to see how magical this place is and I almost needed it to be like see see why I did it come come visit me it's beautiful and right um, but you know the the work I think has actually been challenging because I left Penn Medicine which is which had been my home for um, since 2012 mm-hmm. wherein um, I took about a year and worked somewhere else actually but I started an internship there in 2012 and then was hired later and so that was probably actually the biggest thing that hasn't been given like the most attention because that had been my work home and that's 40 hours of your life every week yeah and I had a lot of relationships that kind of um, I felt kind of like I had been nurturing those for a lot of years and um, was hoping to move into like leadership in the health system and now I just sort of took a job that I mean I loved what I was doing at Penn Medicine and in a lot of ways you once you get the role I was in you don't really leave mm-hmm. like you just don't like it was really um, I had worked for it and I kind of you could say took a not like a step back in my career but sort of a step sideways mm-hmm. and the track I was on I'll have to figure out if I get back on that track but it became more important for me to have the work-life balance and to live in the place that was gonna kind of nurture my soul differently than for me to have the job that on paper looked like what I should have because if that was all I went by then I was like in a really good place Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I was in a really good place right right and I really love this Mm because a lot of the people that I've talked to on the podcast Mm -hmm. have been people that have transitioned completely out of the Mm -hmm. normal nine to five Mm -hmm. but I still have that and you still have that (laughs) and you have this beautiful balance like if you all could see what we're driving through right now it is Mm -hmm. so beautiful and to 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 take that and a lot of you know these conversations especially this season has been really about being following your following your bliss being your following your most authentic self Mm -hmm. and being your true self and sometimes that means you know like taking a step to the left Mm -hmm. because you want to come live in this beautiful beautiful Mm -hmm. setting right um so i'm I'm, like good job with that that. was scary though when i had when i gave my notice i i joked that i was like really leaving the mothership Uh i i realized at a certain point in time that i wasn't going to be able to take it back and it wasn't one of those things where you're excited to give notice. Like, I was absolutely terrified. And then what was really hard was um, quickly after I resigned, an, an email quickly started going out to people who I'd hoped to give the notice to personally, uh-huh. who got it very in, like, a flat, cold way before I was able to share with them my, my good news. Uh-huh. Um, and so I felt like I didn't have control of the messaging of my departure. Uh-huh. So that was hard because I had really invested years and time into these relationships. Right. And I was working on projects with people. And so that was, but I mean, I think everybody who I knew at Penn all gets it though. I feel like mm-hmm. they all got me in that way. So um, I know that I'll always have those friendships. Right. So, so this might be a hard mm-hmm. question. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> so the Penn family... You know, mm-hmm. it was hard, but I've seen, you know, seemed to understand. Mm-hmm. How about the yoga family? That's, 
the yoga family, it's funny because for a family that is so big, like my pet medicine family, which is where I was like 40 hours a week, again, for the last four years, mm-hmm. um, the yoga family though is really where people, people get surprised when they find out I have a day job. That's primarily what I do. The yoga is, um, you know, on the side, but it's an important part of my life and my day job supports our business staying open. And, um, I definitely felt that, um, I felt like I kind of, um, could have been a better communicator about the transition to my yoga family. So if they, if they had received the news poorly, it may have been because of how I delivered it as well. Uh Um, so in that way I could have been a little bit, I could have shared better, but at the same time I also didn't have a lot to share with them other than I was kind of taking the first step and I didn't see the whole staircase yet. Right. And I needed, I was looking for, I was looking for um, them to, to really say like I get it and I understand. And I, and I didn't get that from as many people as I expected. And I didn't get it from the people I expected it from. And then the people who I never expected to hear from, who, who were so supportive, that was so um, amazing. And the people who did reach out to say, like, wow, congratulations, or this must have been a really hard decision. Um, the, the people who did reach out, like, I really appreciated that um, reach because... I wasn't getting um, maybe the support I thought I would get from certain people. And mm-hmm. even just through not contacting me, yeah. it's almost like they were maybe giving me space that I didn't want. Like I wanted to have closure, mm-hmm. but I also was sort of saying like, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving. Like my home is still right. somewhere in between. And that may have put them in an awkward spot too, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question. No, no, you are. No, you are. I think it's really... I think there is this mm. evolution mm-hmm. happening in everywhere mm-hmm. on the planet, but seeing it in the Philadelphia area with mm-hmm. you and Eric and with, right. I'm, I hope I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Daniel, with Rada and yeah. da, da, Damador, Rachel Domador. and Daniel, Dom, yeah, yes. from Palo Santo. It's like you, they're expanding, you know, and you're expanding and you're right. growing. Right. And it's not that we're leaving here. We're just expanding our right. hearts open even more right. to share right. what we have and to bring in more of what we love right. into our lives. And it's funny you mention that because I'll shout out to um, Daniel and Rachel because Eric and I both, when we found out their news about their transition to Arizona, we felt so much relief. We were like, oh my God, we aren't the only people doing this. Like. There, there are other people who are um, doing similar transitions and it's not clean and it's not always um, obvious to the outside world, but um, we just like, and we've been wanting, I think Eric and Daniel have a like phone tag, but like we just had, we felt supported by their simultaneous like sort of transition that was so similar and different in its own unique special way mm-hmm. um, so you know we kind of had a renewed sense of hope <laughs> in that <laughs> but also just knowing that like you you can in 
anticipate how others will be about something and you also can't take it too personal because like my family is like Eric and me and our pets and we've sort of created our own unique family and we know we're never gonna always be liked by everyone and we're not always gonna be popular and it's really like about just um, you just have to make the best decisions you can in the moment with the information you have and and no one was gonna know all the reasons behind it and maybe when I write my memoir in five years <laughs> everyone <laughs> will know all the details but until then like it's no one no one needs to know and the people who need to know will know Right. Um, but I'm also pretty much an open book. Like, so anyone who wanted to ask me anything, like, I'll probably talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's just, it's really important to listen to our hearts and not hold ourselves mm -hmm. back because of what others yeah. may think, say, or sure. do. And I think a lot of times people in general will stop themselves from really pursuing what they want to pursue mm -hmm. because of a really small number of people, like maybe one or two people, they might think like, what's my mom going to think? What right. is my friend Susie going to think mm -hmm. if I do this? Mm -hmm. And it puts enough pressure mm -hmm. on them that they literally hold right. themselves back from right. stepping into what they really mm -hmm. feel called to do. And that's funny because we actually, I did not tell anybody with the exception of maybe one person who um that I had taken the job and we didn't tell anyone in our family about anything until after we had bought the camper oh wow <laughs> but surprisingly my dad was the most excited because he he's like all for it um so we really made sure that like once we told people we couldn't have been swayed Right. another direction the decision was made and that was actually the first thing I think Eric's parents asked when we told them they were like so this is a done deal right and I was like it's a done deal <laughs> that's so awesome and that's the first thing people wanted to know was like how much room do we have to tell you not to do this but um yeah, yeah. and it's so like we talked earlier like no one is ever going to know mm -hmm. what's going on inside right. your mind mm -hmm. my mind and I like I've recently just come to that mm -hmm. understanding as well. And you know we all kind of get to that phase in our lives when we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And it's like you realize like I'm never going to understand right. exactly what you're thinking, and you're never really going to understand what I'm thinking. But if you just love me because you love me, we'll be good. Right. I so, love you. You love me. Yeah. I'm happy. You're happy. Let's just kick right. ass. <laughs> and so that's also like tying it back to what I do. It reminds me of so much of what I coach with some of my like teenagers in my therapy work because this idea of radical acceptance hmm. of just like accepting people for exactly who they are doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but you accept it. And acceptance and agreeing are not the same thing. And also the one cardinal rule that I have with my kiddos that I do therapy with is that you are only responsible for your emotions and who you are and you may not always like the actions of others but you get to control how you respond to those others and that's actually really powerful because you have total control over your responses yes. even, if it's, even if you don't like what the other person is doing 
and a lot of um, the Kundalini tradition, Yogi Bhajan would say a lot like, don't react, mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. And then recently I've really been into uh, the angry therapist, John Kim. And he wrote a book called I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck. <laughs> and it's all about his experiences just being a man mm -hmm. and going through this, this his marriage mm -hmm. that failed. And he was like, if I would have not reacted mm -hmm. the way I reacted, things would have right. been differently. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, we just... just we let we, our emotions we just, yeah. take over. And he, he, he uses this wonderful example of, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it probably happened to a lot of people. You may come home from work. Mm -hmm. And your partner has had a great day and may have had like one or two glasses of wine and they're like, hey, what's up, honey? And you had a shitty day mm. and you walk in and you're just like, what are you so happy for? But instead, if you walk in and say, you know what? I see you're having a really good day. Yeah. I had a really shitty day. I'm going to go spend like five minutes alone mm. and then I'm come, right. I'll come back out and we'll both oh. drink a glass of wine. Right. And he's like, if I would have done that so many times, everything would have been so right. much better. And it's like, we were always just so... We, yeah. We, if we give ourselves just the slightest pause, um, you know, and I, I preach it, but I still am practicing it, but giving yourself that, that's that slightest hesitation and, and we'll actually name it. Like all, Eric and I have become really good at naming it mm -hmm. and saying, I want to be in a bad mood, but I'm not, I'm going to, I'm really trying not to be in a bad mood really trying not to bring you into my bad mood uh -huh. and so if we can kind of like distance ourselves from it and say less of um and like really distance ourselves from like this is an emotion trying to take over me not this is an emotion that is living inside of me like it's uh, it's yeah, not like good. I do have power to step back and say I'm not gonna let you come any closer mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it was literally last night sitting underneath one of those beautiful trees. I was talking to my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, like, the planets were doing something this week. But it was, like, a lot of people I know had this, like, little phase of, like, I could be falling into, yeah. like, a little piece of I'm a little angry right now. For some reason, whatever that is. And yeah. he was saying it. And he was like, and then I stopped. And I took a couple breaths. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose to acknowledge that right. I'm feeling this yeah. way, but I'm yeah. also going to try to redirect everything exactly. and be like, no, right. I'm going to, I'm not going to let this take yeah. over yeah. me. I'm going to yeah. breathe and right. say, I'm happy. Acknowledge it and then choose the opposite or choose something different. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny. I mean, it's, it's, it's all connected to, I mean, our response to the transition, other people's response to the transition, we're always going to have transitions in our lives. Just like that's the one thing we can always know about. Mm -hmm. It's always going to happen. So if we can work on, and the yoga meditation helps, but you have to keep working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a practice. That's why all of these things are called the practice because you, right. you have to practice them. Right, right. And the worst thing is, is when your spouse goes, just go meditate. <laughs> okay, honey. I think you need to go to your cushion for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, it's, it, like, it's, I don't know. It's also interesting the way the universe works. I've recently been listening to this podcast called Synchronicity mm -hmm. with Noah Lambert. And the other day, there was a really mind-bending podcast about, like, reality and timelines and, like, alternate realities. Oh. And And the woman that was on was like, 
literally, it's not like I'm walking through a portal into a different mm-hmm. reality. What I'm doing is choosing to say, for part of my life, maybe I spent it in poverty. Mm-hmm. Now I'm choosing to spend it in abundance. Mm-hmm. And you still have to take the steps to move in those directions, mm-hmm. but you have to also set the intention. Right. And again, it's not like I'm blinking my eyes and I'm walking through this magical portal and now right. I'm in this new timeline where everything right. is wonderful. But it's choosing to start making the decision to start taking the steps to get on to that different timeline mm-hmm. and start creating what mm-hmm. you want to create. Yeah. And it, and sometimes the tr- sometimes the moves are really minuscule until until the time comes where you have to take a a really big leap. Like it's just minor things like you're saying to head in that new direction but then at some point in time you take like a hard left or a hard right yeah timelines are actually interesting um you mean like timelines also that um there's timelines that society projects onto you and then there's timelines that you project onto yourself yes yeah i just turned 30 which i know isn't that old but i know that um a lot of people have thought i was 30 for the last 10 years so, so, but I'm just actually 30 now. <laughs> right. I mean, I had no clue how old you were. And then when you reached out for the photos about your mm-hmm. 30th birthday, I was like, wait a minute, you're 30? No way. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought you were older, mm-hmm. but you're just very, you're just there. Um, and it is interesting with timelines. Yeah. A, a lot of people... I feel that are kind of in mm-hmm. my life and have popped through my life or like in these different like mm-hmm. and mostly people are turning 30 or mm-hmm. people are turning 50 okay and I'm <laughs> I'm 44 and I'm like what is going on <laughs> you know so and it's like they're big shifts mm-hmm. right not bad mm-hmm. but we do you know that we start to recognize right. the world a little differently right like I should have done this by this time or I thought I would have this by this time Right, which is all just right, bullshit. And, you, and you really have to right, like, and I, I remember being in high school, being like really worried that I wouldn't have like a meaning in my life, and um, actually, that brings me to um, one of the things that led me to my yoga teacher training program was Viktor Frankl's book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, mm-hmm. and it also led me to my social work degree program, and that's one of the books that ended up in the camper with me. Um, but like I, I kept being really worried in high school that like I wouldn't have like a meaning to my life. And I thought that was like so much pressure to have on myself. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. And I've let go of that a lot. I really, I really have. I'm, I'm really, I think it was mindfulness based stress reduction that really allowed me to let go of that idea of like, I should have done A, B or C by now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you just have this moment. And it's really, it's like, what I've also been, what I've recently been realizing is we all have like a passion, like our passions and our purpose. Mm -hmm. And does our passion have to be our purpose? Does our purpose Mm. need to be our passion? And can our passions and our purpose change? And I've noticed as I Mm -hmm. have been aging, my passion and purpose feel as if they're changing Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that 
But it can be scary because you, you feel like you have to uh, justify it in a way, I think, or validate it, validate the change, feeling like you need to let others know. My, my right. purpose is changing now. Yes. Instagram post. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, everyone, guess what? This is, this is my purpose. So I hope, <laughs> hope you're all on board. Here are my new hashtags. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's it's silly, and I think it goes back to those mm -hmm. the, those timelines right. of I'm um, this age, mm -hmm. I should be doing this, and but it's also how we find meaning. Yeah, and I think we are using social media to find meaning. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because if if nobody's liking mm -hmm. my posts, then mm -hmm. does it really mean anything? Mm -hmm. Did it really even happen right. if I didn't right. put it on social right. media? Or can, if I can't summarize this into what I want to say in a quick post, like. Like, you feel like you won't be understood. Right. And that's just speaking in my own experience. Mm -hmm. Like, that was important. And I'm still working on how to how to do that. And sometimes I've written things. I'm like, I don't know if others... Am I sharing this more for me or for others? Like, you know. Right. And sometimes we have to share those things mm -hmm. for the for me. Exactly. And they help the things for mm -hmm. others. And we kind of talked about this earlier this morning that... Usually the things that we're like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to share this mm -hmm. are, are the things that we should yeah. be sharing right. where it'll help mm -hmm. people the most. Yeah. So we're overlooking a, a beautiful lake. Is this the same yeah. lake? It's, it's Seneca. Yes. Yeah, Seneca lake. lake. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to take Joe to get a beer. We're going to go get a beer. <laughs> and if it's quiet, maybe we'll, we'll pick back up. If not, we'll jump back when we, uh, Get back in the car. And we're back in the car. We just took a little pit stop. So we're going to be wrapping things up. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lauren. But before we go, yeah, couple things. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about these books. The books. So you've been saying, you know, the books that made it to there, the cabin. Mm -hmm. So certain, or the trailer. Yeah. Or what do we call it? Certain books that I thought I would want near me because I knew all of our belongings were going into storage for a few months. Mm -hmm. If not like a year, because we didn't know what was gonna come. <laughs> so this was the minimal, minimalism. Yes. Minimalist. Oh, and the minimalism. Yes. Is here. Yes, that was uh, one of the books that came. How about that? Um, I really, it's a quick read, and it's just I, I, I've only read it once, and I've only needed to read it once. Mm -hmm. But just I like to keep it close. Right. <laughs> just in case. So we got Man's Search for Meaning. Victor Frankl, yeah. Start today. That is my start today journal. Okay. Yeah, my, um, that's like, my, that, that seems like it's probably a good book. Just yeah. start today. I wonder it's what a, that's well, about. It's a journal. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a every, it's the Rachel Hollis start today journal brand. And it's, it's really, it's just every day you journal and you can even open it and see my deepest secrets and heart's desires. But you every day you start the day with 10 things that have already happened or you've already achieved. You haven't, but you're manifesting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's like future casting. Future casting. In a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've heard that term before. Yeah. And then we have just who will you be? Yes. By Who's Maria Schreiber. Maria Schreiber. Yes. This was a graduation gift from my aunt Susan. I think when I graduated high school, actually. Oh. <laughs> Which was a wait, guys. Was a wait. I mean, I. Yeah. You're, Not a total baby, but... <laughs> I know, but I graduated in 93, so... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, minimalism, it's funny, because I literally, I just watched this, and mm -hmm. I think how I was saying, you know, right. I was kind of feeling myself go into mm -hmm. this, and I think it's for, because I watched this, mm -hmm. and I was just like, why... 
why am I here? Why am I doing all of these things? Why am I not living yeah. in a in an A-frame in the woods? Right, right. And it, you know, it took it me a day. It makes you take action. Yeah. To like kind of pull myself out and be like, right. no, it's okay. I know, because I really, I remember when I watched it and read it, I said, Eric, you have to do all these things with me. Right? <laughs> but you have to do them yourself first and yes, model it. Mm-hmm. you do. So what's this big black one? This is for, for him, the bell yes. tolls. And we've got, this is a good one. You yes. got all kind of little markers. Let me see if I have a good quote. This is the a Hemingway, for whom the bell tolls. Um... I'll read this just real quick. It's the yeah. John Don quote at the beginning. It says, and everyone knows this one. Um, no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If Claude be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. And therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Mm. So, this is one of my favorite. I was an English writing major in college. And, yeah, this was one of my favorite, favorite books ever. And it's so, like, it's like a book book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric yeah. started reading it when we got up here. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. And then, The Law of Divine Compensation. By Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. On work, money, and miracles. I really recommend this one. This is the second time this has come up on a podcast, so I'm going to have to get this one as well. And what I will do, I I will link all of these in the show notes. Thank you again. Thank you, Joe. But before we go, tell everyone, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Um, So I am kind of... um, we were just talking about like finding meaning. I'm like a brand nightmare, but I, I have an Instagram page. It's all one word it says love in a tiny room. And I, um, post things about fixing up our camper and soon to be our farmhouse. Um, so follow me there. I'm doing a lot of DIY things. Um, I'm doing hosting yoga retreats up in New York, coming back to PYX for teaching, um, hopefully monthly soon. And I'm, I'm making baby blankets. Like, I like to do that. So, so I dabble in quilting. So, Love in a Tiny Room. And I have a WordPress blog that's also called loveinatinyroom.wordpress.com. Love in a Tiny Room. Mm-hmm. And then I manage the PYX social media. So, everything you see there is basically me. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for taking the time on our on our ride to dinner to chat and Thanks, share Jen. your story and thank you for being you and being so courageous and following your heart and doing what you feel moved to do it's inspiring thank you joe thanks for having the podcast yeah you're welcome thank you all for listening and i will be back on sunday with my coffee talk now get out there and have the best day ever bye